the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Anniversary. AM 1280, The Patriot. WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5. K298CO, Minneapolis. With SRN News, I'm Michael Harrington in Washington. Lawmakers are raising concerns about the impact on U.S. standing in the world following the stranding of loyal Afghan allies during the flawed pullout. Senator Tom Cotton of Arkansas lamenting the U.S. abandonment of tens of thousands of Afghan interpreters and their families. Who were approved for a visa, who were vetted, yet who were left behind. Former Senator Jim Talent tells the Salem Radio Network the tragic final chapter of the pullout is sending a message around the world. The other countries in South Asia are watching this. The Gulf states are watching this. And our enemies are watching this. Talon says the fate of nearly all Afghans who assisted the U.S. is sealed now, as all are likely targets of Taliban retribution. Bob Agner reporting. Meanwhile, the top Republican on the House Foreign Affairs Committee says some Americans trying to get out of Afghanistan have been left sitting on airplanes in the airport waiting. This is SRN News. It's been two years since our last in-person event, and there really wasn't much of anything going on last year. So this gathering of Patriots will be especially meaningful. Join us on October 6th for the Patriot 20th Anniversary Gala, featuring a VIP dinner and candid conversation with Charlie Kirk and Dennis Prager. Seating is limited, so reserve your spot now at am1280thepatriot.com. Our 20th Anniversary Gala is supported by Pro-Life Across America. AM 1280, The Patriot. Glad to have you along today. It's just perfect out there. Sunny and a high of 74. And tomorrow, sunny and a high of 78. Our September Regnery Book of the Month is How to Raise a Conservative Daughter by Michelle Easton. Register to win a copy of the book by signing up now at Freedom Fan Club at am1280thepatriot.com. Regnery Publishing is a division of Salem Media Group. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. Views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T-3, 2, 1. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is the closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280 The Patriot. It is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another edition of the broadcast. I'd like to call the closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone call, 651-289-4488. If you'd like to weigh in via Twitter, feel free to do so. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Hashtag NarnShow for any comments or questions. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Oh, yeah, by the way, we are live streaming the broadcast at our Facebook page. Just go to Facebook.com, do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. I'm waving you the camera right now. And it's just for another comment thread for you to uh, leave a question or comment, like I say. Not so much to see my ugly mug or anything like that, but uh, another way to engage the uh, listeners or viewers in this case. Uh, Regardless of how you're listening, we appreciate it. And given that fact that it's such a beautiful fall day, uh, I will totally understand if you want to uh, forego the live broadcast and uh, are checking out the podcast right now. And hey, we appreciate that as well. Have a couple of national news stories I want to get to uh, in the first couple of segments, and then at one thirty we're having on longtime friend of the broadcast, Minnesota State Senator Michelle Benson. She announced this past week that she intends to receive to seek the Republican nomination for governor of Minnesota in an effort to unseat Tim Waltz. 
Uh, again, we'll talk to Senator Benson at uh, 1.30. And 2 o'clock is our annual NFC North preview with our uh, another friend of the broadcast, Mark Hearing. With Mark being a Packers fan and myself a Vikings fan, that's the only division that matters to us. So we'll uh, cover that the entire 2 o'clock hour. Uh, I saw a blurb today. Today is the last Sunday until February 20th that there will be no NFL football. Think about that, folks. All right. And if my uh, uh, if my wife is listening to this, she's probably uh, retching because uh, she's not, not a football fan at all. And so she's probably going to tune out the uh, 2 o'clock hour, which is fine. But for us football enthusiasts, yeah, it's, it's that time of year. But anyways, I do want to get, like I said, to a couple of national news items. Uh, you can tell when a... Democrat president is having issues given how the media will run cover, uh, become spin doctors, what have you. And that is absolutely the case with uh, President Joe Biden uh, at this point, because the pulling out of Afghanistan, U.S. forces out of Afghanistan was by any measure an unmitigated disaster. And you can tell it was because the the president not only refused questions several times or when he did ask questions, his handlers told him who to call on because they figured whomever would give him a softball question. And then when uh, got to Fox News' Peter Ducey, uh, the president put his uh, head in his hands out of frustration. But the way that President Biden tried to spin this whole thing, like he invoked his son, Bo, who served in both Iraq and Afghanistan. And he's kind of playing it up as if he were some sort of gold star father. Well, Bo did not die in combat. Now, he did pass away, sadly. Uh, I don't remember exactly when it was, maybe 2014, 2015 time frame, if I remember correctly. Uh, Bo had, I believe he had a brain tumor, if I'm, if I'm remembering correctly. An awful thing, to be sure and no parent should ever outlive a child. Not disputing that one iota. But the way he invokes his son when discussing military issues like this in military operations, he plays himself off as a gold star father, which is unequivocally false. And it's all to distract from the greater issue of this disastrous withdrawal. And I've said it on this program before, This administration, well, you could say this pretty much about any Democrat. They're all about symbolism over substance. They like the, you know, the the big headlines, the the symbolism. They want to make government cool again. You know, forget forget about enacting common sense policy that will allow Americans freedom and autonomy to live the way they want to live. No, it's all about symbolism. And I say that because his... President Biden's hope was the complete withdrawal would be completed and then come the 20th anniversary of the 9-11 terrorist attacks on U.S. soil, which, of course, will be this Saturday. You can say, look at that. This whole war started in reaction to the terrorist attacks on 9-11-2001, and we ended it on the 20th anniversary. Go us. And he's, and, and that just And that's inexcusable. If that was the motivation by picking this moment in time to withdraw, that's a fireable offense. And there have been multiple calls for President Biden to resign, and not just from conservatives. I mean, you know, if it's the opposite party, you can, you could, yeah, sure, you could probably gin it up to hyperbole, no matter how much of an impassioned and substantive case conservative commentators may make for resignation. It just dismisses as partisan bickering. But when you have people within your administration, and I'm not saying they're necessarily calling on him to resign, but Politico had a story this past week. And this was a quote from an administration official saying, I'm absolutely appalled and literally horrified we left Americans there, one Biden administration official told Politico. It was a hostage rescue of thousands of Americans in the guise of a non-combatant evacuation operation And we have failed that no-fail mission. This is an administration official, folks. All right? They're not going to spin this. They're not going to sugarcoat this. Now, again, they don't attach their name to it. I get it. I want to speak on the condition of anonymity. 
Uh, but perhaps the sentiments of Meghan McCain probably underscores this more than anything. You want to talk about politics being downstream from culture. You know, a lot of people listen to you know, entertaining talking heads, what they have to say about politics. And Meghan McCain, of course, the daughter of late Senator John McCain, a Republican, but John McCain and Joe Biden, despite being different parties, were very good friends. And who could forget the very poignant moment on The View where Meghan McCain was a uh, co-host at the time when Meghan's father, I think he was either just newly diagnosed with the brain tumor or had passed away, but whatever. Obviously, Meghan very distraught over her father's condition and how Joe Biden sat next to her and comforted her and helped her through this because he had his own son go through this. Very poignant moment. That was transcendent of politics, in my opinion. That was just a very good human moment. And, of course, Megan and her mother, Cindy, were not shy about saying, yeah, we're Republicans, but we're supporting Joe Biden for president over Donald Trump. Okay, not the least of which of how Donald Trump personally attacked their uh, husband and father, but continued to besmirch the man even after his death. Okay, some things transcend politics. And... Cindy McCain, John McCain's widow, and his daughter, Megan, they weren't about to vote for a man who was, you know, besmirching their loved one. I get that. I understand that. But Megan McCain via Twitter uh, this past Tuesday, here's what she said. Uh, this is extremely difficult for me to say. I once thought I truly knew Joe Biden, and he helped me through pain and grief, for which I am grateful. This man on TV giving this speech, I don't recognize this man. God help our country. God help the Americans we have abandoned. And she was referring to a speech he gave early last week where he was defiant, saying we did the right thing and we need to pull out of this 20-year war. And, yeah, the buck stops with me, but the Afghan army didn't step up and the Trump administration put us in an untenable position. But but the buck stops here. Okay? And so my point in bringing all this up is this was a disaster for the Biden administration, and you know it because... The media is pivoting to other issues because guaranteed if Trump would have presided over something, a dumpster fire like this, it would be the lead story every single night at CNN and MSNBC for weeks on end. Guaranteed. You need to look no further than, than the first how many ever months of his presidency, Trump's presidency. The Trump is a Russian asset. And when the Mueller report came out, all right, there was no accountability for anything. But uh, real quick from Jim Garrity uh, on uh, today. uh, Let me see when this was. uh, Yeah, this was on uh, September 2nd. So this would have been on Thursday. Uh, Today is the day that the U.S. media begins its pivot away from Afghanistan. The front page of The New York Times features Hurricane Ida's rains hitting New York City and the Supreme Court's declining to block Texas's new abortion law. Those are the same two top stories at The Washington Post, CNN, The Wall Street Journal and USA Today. The lead story at MSNBC is what Jim Jordan's phone call to Trump on January 6th reveals about the GOP. A top item on memorandum this morning was the Times story, Joe Rogan, a podcasting giant who has been dismissive of vaccination, has COVID. After the Texas law, the second story on NPR's homepage was, these students grew up around gun violence. They decided it was time to talk about it. The Los Angeles Times homepage? Focus on the South Lake Tahoe wildfire in the California gubernatorial recall election. You have to go way down the page to find any news about Afghanistan. Nor are the more Washington and politics-focused publications still focused on Afghanistan. As I write this, the top item on Axios is private companies are changing who gets to go to space. And the top story in Politico is how COVID data gaps allow Delta to proliferate. The hurricanes damaged New York City, the Texas abortion law, the continuing effect of the pandemic, and the California wildfires and recall elections are big stories, no doubt. But you can almost hear the sigh of relief in big city newsrooms as the news cycle returns to normal, quote-unquote normal. We've had about two weeks of brutal coverage for the Biden administration from which any fair-minded observer could only conclude the withdrawal was a debacle and that Biden's statements rarely match the facts on the ground. For any Democrat, this was an intensely uncomfortable experience. But the people with the loudest voices in the national media clearly have concluded 
But the past two weeks have been enough. Keeping our attention to Afghanistan and watching the Taliban's brutal rule of death might make our nation national shame intolerable. So it's time to get back to uh, familiar stories about how bad Jim Jordan is and how Joe Rogan is uh, Texas pro-lifers and gun owners are. The mostly urban and blue state audience for these news organizations like hearing how much more sophisticated and morally superior they are to Republicans. And this is exactly right, because Joe Biden's approval rating is underwater for the first time in his presidency and has been underwater uh, for the past week or two. Coincided with the debacle in Afghanistan. No question about it. And the, and the, what they are what they're quickly realizing is they can't say, but Trump, but Trump, but Trump, but Trump was worse. It's they're not getting away with that anymore. When Joe Biden was holding a press conference last week about the underwhelming job numbers where only 235,000 jobs were created, you know, in large part because of the pandemic, he's blaming the pandemic, the same pandemic he said he was going to drive into the ground. He just, one of the things he says, well, just imagine if the other guy was here. It's not going to fly anymore. And it's not flying with the American people. Even committed Democrats were saying on Twitter, Sam Harris said on Twitter, and this is kind of a variation of what he said, uh, He Sam Harris fact-checked his own tweet on January 20th when Biden was elected. Sam Harris put out a tweet saying something to the effect of, I can't tell you how eternally grateful I am for the adults to be back in charge. And then he found that tweet, and above it put a quote tweet saying, I am eating these words syllable by syllable each and every day. So committed Democrats are realizing this isn't tenable anymore. And, of course, the president has his unwitting accomplices in the media. Life is good when you're a Democrat. That is for certain. 651-289-4488. That is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N show. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the sculpture garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon, we're where you are. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. For the life of your home, visit thinkami.com. Air Mechanical, family owned and operated since 1985, leads the metro area in heating, cooling, plumbing, and electrical, and now drain cleaning services. Whether it's maintaining your current system, repairing it when it breaks, or installing new equipment, Air Mechanical believes in doing things the right way, not the easy way. They are there 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. Bryant, whatever it takes. Call or schedule online at thinkami.com. For the life of your home, visit thinkami.com. Recently, a 1952 Mickey Mantle baseball card sold for $2.8 million. A hard-to-find Frankenstein VHS tape sold for $1,800. Then there's that rare inverted biplane stamp that went for over $1.3 million. When something's rare, it really is just that much more special. Since we haven't had an in-person event in two years, you can consider this gathering limited edition. Join us for the Patriot 20th Anniversary Gala on October 6th, featuring a candid conversation and a Q&A session with Dennis Prager and Charlie Kirk. Each ticket includes dinner and a photo opportunity. But just like those collectible stamps, seating is very limited. Register now at am1280thepatriot.com. Then rest easy knowing your spot is reserved for this exclusive event. And it didn't cost you a 1952 baseball card. The Patriot 20th Anniversary Gala is supported by Pro-Life Across America. This is a potter's field. When people can't pay for their funerals, they are buried here. It is a lonely, desolate place, littered with unmarked headstones. No one visits. No one leaves flowers. But it doesn't have to be that way. For as low as $1 a day, you can ensure your family will have the money to pay your funeral expenses. We offer burial insurance plans that pay up to $30,000. Considering the average funeral costs more than $10,000, that's peace of mind for your family. There are no medical exams, your rates won't increase, and your policy cannot be canceled as long as you make your premium payments. 
Call now to get approved in minutes and ensure your final resting place is more than just a pauper's grave in a potter's field. 800-323-8137. 800-323-8137. That's 800-323-8137. Paid for by Final Expense Direct. Brighten someone's day with the free e-card from the largest online Christian greeting card site, CrossCards.com. There's one for every occasion, birthdays, holidays, or just to let someone know you care. CrossCards.com is a division of Salem Media Group. I don't need no funky doctor. Hey, welcome back. AM 1280 The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Here to take your calls at 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. And always, we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, I want to get to Texas's uh, abortion law. Uh, the Supreme Court, uh, in a 5-4 to four decision, declined to uh, overrule the law in Texas which uh, disallowed abortions uh, basically past six weeks where essentially a heartbeat is detected, what they're calling uh, heartbeat bills. Big win for the uh, pro-life community, no doubt. And, uh, you know, Eric Erickson, conservative commentator, uh, I'm a big fan of his. I listen to his syndicated radio show as often as I can, but he does have a Facebook page where he has his show, where he has live-streamed his shows. Phenomenal content. And he made the point uh, of how some Republicans are concerned about the backlash from this, that this is going to make far-left progressives angry and mobilize and energize their base, whereas you know typically the first midterm election in a new, in a new presidential administration, it goes poorly for that president's party. In this case, uh, the Democrats were already behind the eight ball in the 2022 midterms, and it looked likely they were going to lose the House and, and lose the Senate. And that still may happen. But people are saying, well, because of this Texas uh, abortion bill, again, banning abortions past, essentially past six weeks, uh, this is going to mobilize the progressive base and make them angry. And, boy, this is, uh, this is, a, this is, this is terrible politics. Uh, to which Eric made the point, so what? So what? Isn't one of the basic platforms of the Republican Party is to defend all life, even life inside the womb? And is the whole purpose of you being an elected elected office is to keep power, not actually legislate? I mean, what, what sense does that make? You know, this is, this is something that has driven me crazy for a long time when it comes to Republicans, is, you know, they've had some big electoral victories over the past uh, two, three decades, no doubt about it. But yet when they actually get into office, do they actually use that power? Do they even attempt to use that power? Or do they ju- are they just willing to cave and you know continue growing government but at a slower rate than progressives? See, to me, that isn't a very motivating campaign slogan if you're trying to draw in new voters. Yeah, we're growing government, but at a, but a much slower rate. And... So I say kudos to the to the Texas Republicans for stepping up and protecting life. And is that not worth losing your job over if you save literally are saving lives? And of course the hyperbole ensues because it's like you know Republicans have no sympathy for for women who who get pregnant over rape or or, or incest. What percentage does that actually happen? I, I'd venture to say it's an infinitesimal percentage. Not to dis- diminish that at all. That's not what I'm saying. But it's just this hyperbole about, and then, of course, the, the biggest hyperbolic chanting point as well, it's, this is the, it's the Texas Taliban. Uh, Republicans down there in Texas, they're the Texas Taliban for uh, keeping their, exerting their control over women. Uh, just so you know, the, the Taliban, they, the Taliban likes to kill children too. So... And again, I'm not calling progressives the Taliban because that's hyperbole, and I'm not going to partake in that. But that's a very faulty analogy. And they can't accept the fact that, look, we're looking to save the lives of children. And I get it, you know, because the excuse is, well, six weeks, 
A fetus at six weeks, they're not viable outside the womb. That's not even a real person. That's just a clump of cells. You know, or, or all the phrases that they use to avoid talking about a heartbeat. Alexandra DeSanctis of National Review, probably one of the finest pro-life writers out there, you know, basically listed them. This is the phrases that news outlets use to avoid the phrase fetal heartbeat. Because if you say heartbeat, that actually humanizes the fetus. Can't have that. You know, like they say things like cardiac rhythm or, or, or a group of cells with electrical activity or a cluster of pulsing cells or a fetal pole cardiac activity or the pulsing of what will later become the fetus's heart. And, and they don't call them babies or, you know, they call them fetus or, or neonates or whatever, you know, it's just a, so this is, this is what progressives have always been good at is hijacking language. Okay. They call, they deem themselves progressive, even though the policies that they enact are some of the more regressive policies particularly when it comes to taxing the rich. That's our biggest, that, that's our biggest chanting point, right? So we've got to soak the rich. We've got to pay their fair share. But that's actually regressive. But they call themselves progressive. So, well, of course we're progressive. We're for progress. Kind of like Antifa is against fascism. Or Democratic uh, People's Republic of Korea is actually democratic. Okay? See how they try to spin language here a little bit? But, of course... The Texas abortion law, the reason it was passed, is due in large part to, drumroll please, white supremacy. There it is. There's the boogeyman. Charles C.W. Cook at National Review. Uh, Identity politics doesn't just make people annoying. It makes them stupid. If everything is ultimately about race, then, well, everything is ultimately about race. Tax cuts? Race. The Constitution? Race. Crime? Yep, race. All of politics, with its nuances and undulations, become nothing more than an investigation into skin. Uh, Enter Politico, which has a p, which uh, put up a piece last week entitled "The Real Origins of the Religious Right." The purpose of which is to suggest that the tens of millions of Americans who care deeply about abortion do not actually care about abortion but are just good old-fashioned racists. And he quotes from the political story. Uh, But the abortion myth quickly collapses under historical scrutiny. In fact, it wasn't until 1979, a full six years after Roe, that evangelical leaders at the behest of conservative activist Paul Weyrich seized... There it is. They were seizing back then. They were seizing and pouncing back then. Uh, Paul, uh, they seized on abortion, not for moral reasons, but as a rallying cry to deny President Jimmy Carter a second term. Yeah, probably had nothing to do with hyperinflation and, you know, America uh, as a superpower was waning and we basically bent over and allowed our hostages to stay in Iran for 444 days. That probably had nothing to do with Jimmy Carter uh, not being reelected, no sorry, Bob. Um, The anti-abortion crusade was more palatable than the religious rights' real motive, Protecting segregated schools. So much for the new abolitionism. So that was, again, that was from the uh, political piece. But Charles C.W. Cook in this piece, I think, uh, makes a uh, salient point, or he um, actually points to a uh, statistic here. This is from a research paper put together by the Center for Urban Renewal and Education, and it was presented to Congress. According to the 2011 abortion surveillance report issued by the Center for Disease Control, Black women, um, yeah, and it's women, not birthing persons. Black women make up 14% of the childbearing population, yet obtained 36.2% of reported abortions. Black women have the highest abortion ratio in the country with 474 abortions per 1,000 live births. Percentages at these levels illustrate that more than 19 million black babies have been aborted since 1973. Keep in mind, this was a report that came out 10 years ago. So if this, if the pro-life movement is indeed rooted in white supremacy and their goal is the ultimate segregation of, well, less black lives, then... What's the point of implementing some sort of pro-life legislation that would actually, oh, I don't know, save black lives? This doesn't even make any sense. But this is the problem 
with this identity politics and this knee-jerk reaction to everything. You know, as, as Charles illustrated in this piece, if if everything is white white supremacy based in white supremacy, that just makes for a convenient narrative. I mean, think about it. Every big piece of legislation or stance that Republicans are taking taking on, you know, whether it's voting laws that were passed in Texas or Georgia and Florida, or now the abortion law in Texas or the uh, constitutional carry in Texas, everything is rooted in white supremacy, according to these people. Never mind that black gun ownership in 2020 is higher than it's been at any point in history. Okay? And the Second Amendment movement 100% supports that. So um, it's a bunch of bilge and hyperbole, as you might expect, but um, this is uh, kind of the the, uh, times we live in, I guess. What a time to be alive. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. It's me, Brad Carlson, back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. If you owe the IRS back taxes, then get ready to pay up. The IRS has giant private collection agencies actively tracking down folks who owe the IRS. So if you think dodging them was stressful in the past, it's going to get a whole lot tougher. Optima Tax Relief has this advice. Don't wait. Solve your tax problems now before it's too late. Optima Tax Relief works to stop the demand letters, stop the aggressive collection actions, and stop the IRS collectors from targeting you. Ask Optima about the Fresh Start Initiative, one of the biggest breaks the IRS has ever offered. If you qualify, you could save thousands, and nobody knows this program better than they do. Optima is A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, and they get results, having resolved over a billion dollars of tax debt for their clients. Get a fresh start. Call today for your free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. We're in this together, and we will get through this together. The vaccines are tested effective and needed. Welcome to the clinic with Charm. Get your COVID-19 vaccine so we can do this. And this. And this. We are now boarding flight. Together again, because we got through it together. This message sponsored by the Helmsley Charitable Trust, aired with the Minnesota Broadcasters Association and the station. Meet Tim. Hey, what's up? He's the person you hired for your digital marketing strategy. And when he's done battling aliens on his PS5 in his parents' basement, I'm sure he'll get right to work. Now, meet the team at Salem Surround. What's Hi Over 200 digital media strategists with all the current digital tools, resources, and training bringing your business the real results you need. These are the people who are passionate about your marketing success and will work 24-7 to deliver customers to you and your business. So, Tim. Yes, level 12. I'm going to be here all night. Or the team at Salem Surround. Why trust your digital marketing to one person when you can hire a whole team? nationwide exposure, experience, and expertise. Let our team of experts focus on your digital marketing strategy so you can focus on your business. It's an easy decision. To learn more about Salem Surround, call 651-289-4418. 651-289-4418. Have you wanted to speak a new language but thought it'd be too difficult or take too much time? Then try Babbel. In just 15 minutes a day, Babbel teaches you conversations that you will actually use. With 14 languages and lesson topics like travel, business, relationships, and more, you'll learn what matters most to you. Babbel. Language for life. Learn a new language with ease. Go to babbel.com to try for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com. Welcome back. AM twelve eighty the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning in. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag Narn Show. That's hashtag N-A-R-N show for any comments or questions. And we are live streaming the broadcast at our Facebook page. Just go to Facebook.com, do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network, and you will find us there. And our friend Matthew from Los Angeles, always a loyal listener, uh, all our show weekend shows. Matthew, good to see you. Thanks for uh, weighing in on the on the uh, Facebook page. Uh, we are going to take a transition now to local politics and talk to longtime friend of the broadcast, 
Michelle Benson, uh, Senator Benson, currently serves the uh, Ham Lake area in the Minnesota State Senate, particularly Senate uh, um, Senate District 31. Uh, Senator Benson uh, declared last week she is seeking to be the Republican nominee for governor in the 2022 election, seeking to unseat current Governor Tim Walz. And as always, we are honored to have Senator Benson joining us uh, this time via phone. Uh, Michelle, good to have you on the broadcast today. How are you? I'm glad to be here. Well, uh, congratulations, first and foremost, for uh, stepping up and uh, getting into this uh, statewide race. I know uh, Election Day is about uh, 14 months away, so it is going to be a long grind of a campaign, but we certainly appreciate you stepping up, giving us a good crop of candidates to choose from. I guess the obvious question uh, out of the shoot, Michelle, is uh, what uh, motivated you to uh, run what will be uh, likely a very formidable race? I get up every day determined to make Tim Walls a one-term governor. I believe we need a governor that trusts and respects the people of Minnesota. Those are the two things that I will move forward with every single day. So obviously, Michelle, you know, having been in elected office, uh, you're first elected to your uh, Minnesota State Senate in 2010. So you've been in this uh, for a bit, and obviously you know what it takes to advance effective policy. So uh, from that standpoint, you know, you've got a got a young family. I imagine uh, this was something where you sat down with family, kind of uh, had a uh, had a discussion. Was there was there an up or down vote, uh, Michelle Benson, or uh, were you kind of the benevolent dictator in this case? You you don't move forward in something like this without having your entire family involved and wrapped around you. Um, my family has always been supportive of me, and I don't mean just my husband and my kids but our closest friends, sure. my brothers and sisters, you don't step forward into something that will be this, and, and at times it will be brutal. It will be all-consuming. Um, we're ready for that. We don't know exactly what it looks like, but we have taken you know, bigger leaps. When you jump into marriage, you think you've chosen a good partner, but you have no idea what the road looks like ahead. But with a good partner and the right people around you, you can get the toughest things. So we're going to have great days on this campaign and there are going to be some downsides but my family is surrounding me and lifting me up and i am ready to go and the fact that the an organization like uh, the alliance for a better minnesota has come out and called you extreme uh, that's a badge of honor michelle benson so congratulations on that (laughs) (laughs) Um, when you stand on principles people who don't like those principles will think you're an an extremist but um, I have been consistent in who I am since the very beginning, supporting life issues, your right to protect yourself under the Second Amendment, your right to your own medical freedom, your right to your own privacy, your right to keep the fruits of your labor. I've been consistent on those since I was first elected. But since I was first elected, I have learned a lot about policy, a lot about how our government runs. And I believe I am the strongest person in this race to attract votes, but also to implement real reform at the state of Minnesota. Now, obviously, as we alluded to, Senator Benson, you are vying to be the Republican candidate to uh, oppose Governor Walls. And uh, I won't uh, name the other Republican candidates by name, because if they want to have their name mentioned, they can come on the broadcast with me. But uh, that being said, there is uh, one candidate in particular that's been in the race for a while, has really made a name for himself, high profile, uh, been on Fox News talking, obviously, the COVID pandemic, uh, giving everything that surrounded that has surrounded that. Uh, how do you kind of make up that ground getting into this race, you know, a number of months after these other candidates and also from the uh, fundraising standpoint, I know you, you're not underestimating it. I understand it's certainly a daunting task, but uh, how is it you uh, approach that uh, particular aspect of it? Aspect of it to maybe make up ground and get your name out there more prevalently. And I'm running for the endorsement, and the people of the Republican Party have known me for a long time. I was first a delegate in 2006, and then I ran with. Uh, State Senator Dave Thompson is his lieutenant governor in 2010. I chaired the state convention in 2018. And so if the delegates don't know me, at least they have some understanding of where I've been in Republican politics. So the first step is winning the hearts and minds and votes and trust of those delegates. And so we're going to be all over the state um, meeting and listening, um, trying to bring them into the fold 
and believe that we can win this race and that I'm the best candidate to take on Tim Walls. When it comes to fundraising, it's a problem that Republicans have had. Um, the big donors often sit on the sidelines until you've proven yourself. Right. So I'm asking the folks that have listened to this show, who've known me the longest, um, to go to our website, michellefromminnesota.com, or find us on Facebook, Michelle Benson from Minnesota. Learn more about me and spread the word. Uh, small donations across the state of Minnesota will help us catch up in the money race as well. And so I am not kidding myself about how difficult this will be, but I'm not going to stop trying to do the next best thing every single day to win those delegates and raise those dollars. So along those lines, uh, Senator Benson, if indeed you do not uh, receive the endorsement from the party, uh, will you move on or will you take this uh, to a primary? I support delegates and their decision. What I need to make sure of is that the state party is ready to defend that endorsement. I believe they will be, um, but they're going through change right now. So let's build them up. Let's help them be ready to defend that endorsement in the primary and then in the general. So we've got two things we need to do. Earn the support of the delegates and champion a strong Republican Party in Minnesota. So less than a week into the campaign, uh, you've obviously hit the ground running, Michelle, and have been meeting with folks. Uh, I I think you were out the obviously at the state fair recently, which uh, stands to reason that's a uh, that's a big deal this time of year in this uh, particular state. So what are you hearing from the folks? What's first and foremost uh, on their mind? I imagine uh, the pandemic still kind of uh, rearing its ugly head, certainly a concern. So along, I guess my question should be along the ends of the pandemic, what are you hearing from people? Are, are they um, familiar with kind of the one-person rule, how that kind of wreaked havoc? Are they not so familiar with it? And are you uh, conveying your stance along those lines? Well, we also did a media tour. We went to Duluth and Bemidji. We were in Mankato. Rochester. We've been at the state fair twice now. And what I'm hearing um, concerns about your medical freedom Mm. to not be mandated to have a vaccine as a condition of employment. And I understand that hospitals and nursing homes want to keep this infection out of their hospital. But those nurses, those healthcare workers that were on the front lines from the very beginning of this pandemic, they did everything they were asked to do and they need to be respected. If if they are worried about taking this vaccine or if they already have immunity or they have some other medical reason, they should have the right to say, I don't want to take this vaccine. You know, some of them just need time. Some of them want to see the Novavax vaccine come out in October and see how that is doing. It's happening to our nurses. It's happening in higher education institutions where kids will be kicked out of college. I, I will tell you, This is not happening in other states, other states led by Republicans. Um, So I am concerned about what's going to happen to hospital staffing if continue to compel vaccination. Let me give you just a difference. The Mayo Clinic saying to its nurses, we need you to be vaccinated. If you choose not to be vaccinated, we want you to watch a video that you understand so that we're clear that you understand what the vaccines do. Mm, And if you still don't want to be vaccinated afterwards, you are exempt. Okay. There are a lot of other hospitals that took a much firmer line than the Mayo Clinic did. And I respect that Mayo took the position of we're going to, we're going to let nurses use their judgment. We're going to set the expectation that the vaccines are safe. But we're not going to have our nurses walk off. We're not going to have our nurses fired because they have concerns. And that that is an employer that respects their staff. I am concerned what is going to happen to nurses. The federal government is mandating staff in nursing homes. I have no control over that. But I'm doing everything I can to stand up for medical freedom. So medical freedom is a big issue. Um, The integrity of our elections is a big issue, so I'd encourage everyone listening, figure out how to be an election judge or a poll watcher. We're going to need everybody to turn out to vote. We're going to need them to trust that their vote counts so that we can win elections here in Minnesota. So those are two that are really rising right now. Um, But the big issues, I think, for a broader conversation, more long-term and outside of COVID, public safety is a concern. 
and education is a concern. Um, when we watched our cities burn and Tim Wall sat on his hands, I think that changed things for a lot of Minnesotans. We want to support the police. We want to be safe in our communities, and we have to stand um, for strong public safety measures, hold police accountable when they do things wrong, but support them because we need them to show up when we dial 911. On education, there's been concerns about critical race theory, but as parents getting their eyes open to other things that might be in the curriculum, I think parents are getting more engaged. And so if we can have education that's focused on parental engagement with kids at the center, you're, you know, you know, teachers, your wife's a teacher. Mm-hmm. Teachers love parents being involved, not yep. parents dictating what happens in the classroom, but parents who want the best outcome for their kids. Let's focus right. on basic education. Let's engage parents. If that means choice for that family, let's make sure that the parents are engaged and have that choice to have the right education for their kids. That's how we're going to lift Minnesota kids. Once again, we've been joined by Minnesota State Senator Michelle Benson, who declared her candidacy for Minnesota governor uh, this past week. Uh, Senator Benson, we have about uh, 30 to 60 seconds remaining. Again, I know you uh, uh, gave your website and other social media platforms just a few minutes ago. If you want to wrap up our conversation by once again giving those uh, platforms and uh, where people can go uh, to donate money if they like what they hear, uh, now's your opportunity. I'm not going to let Tim Walls, California, or Minnesota. I'm running to make him a one-term winner because I trust and respect the people of this state. I'm Michelle Benson. Learn more about me at michellefromminnesota.com or Michelle Benson from Minnesota on Facebook. Uh, Senator Benson, we appreciate the time today. Thank you so much. Uh, Best of luck uh, to you out on the uh, trail. Sounds like you've uh, visited a lot of areas of the state already in less than a week. So we know the work ethic is definitely there. I appreciate your time today. We'll let you get back to it, and uh, we'll talk again soon. Thank you. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. AM1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, back with one final segment this hour. Go nowhere. AM1280, The Patriot. Sightseeing in Paris, at the mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to AM1280, The Patriot, at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal, and now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway. That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only nineteen ninety-five to see if it will work for you too. I think it could. Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com. Call 800-500-8384. Relieffactor.com. Searching for ways to strengthen your daily walk? Visit Crosswalk.com. From devotionals to Christian living topics, movie reviews to marriage and financial articles, and so much more. The intersection of faith and life, Crosswalk.com. The division of Salem Media Group. Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said, My air conditioner broke and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, My air conditioner broke and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. Mary, a former non-customer, wrote, My heating system stopped running. I had to spend $3,000 to get a new one. Lisa, a customer, wrote, My heater stopped working. I got it fixed at no out-of-pocket cost. For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home guaranteed fixed or replaced with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now and the first month is free. If the lines are busy, please call back. 800-824-3853. 800-824-3853. That's 800-824-3853. 800-824-3853. Do you have sunken concrete around your home, leaving you with trip hazards or causing water to run back to your foundation? 
Hi, I'm John Lamore, owner of Expert Concrete Raising. We raise settled concrete using a high-density polyurethane foam, which is a more permanent solution than mud jacking. Polyurethane foam cannot be washed away, and it doesn't shrink or deteriorate over time. If it's concrete, we can raise it. Get it done right the first time. For a free estimate, contact a second-generation concrete raising business at expertconcreteraising.com. Hey, welcome back. Am 1280 The Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. One final segment this hour. Hey, folks, you probably heard ad nauseum about the uh, Patriot 20th Anniversary Gala. Yeah, we're celebrating 20 years on air by bringing together two of the best voices in talk radio, passionate young activist and founder of Turning Point USA, Charlie Kirk, and veteran broadcaster and brilliant mind behind PragerU, Dennis Prager. So join us for an evening of candid conversation in a VIP dinner on October 6th at the Best Western Premiere in Burnsville. Uh, folks, we tell you each and every time these events are going to sell out, and you may think that that's you know hyperbole or what have you to try to gin up uh, response and ticket sales and whatever else. Folks, this is going to sell out, okay? I'm looking at the Patriot website right now. Go to am1280thepatriot.com, and if you click on the picture of Dennis and Charlie... There are two, literally two tickets remaining for this whole gala. All right. And we've got in one month from tomorrow's when this gala takes place. It's going to sell out. So if you're there and you're looking for a night out on uh, Wednesday, October 6th, buy, buy the two remaining tickets. Okay. Take a date. Bring a date along to join us for the VIP dinner. It's going to be an intimate atmosphere where uh, I think there's going to be I don't remember how many number of people it would be, so I don't want to be misquoted. But I think there's going to be 150 total. So it's going to be an, you know, a dinner and then kind of an intimate discussion with Dennis and Charlie. Two tickets are remaining for the VIP dinner. Once those are gone, they're all gone. So go to am1280thepatriot.com. Hey, you there, listening? Yeah, bring a date, all right? And come on out and uh, join us for dinner and uh, hear what uh, Dennis uh, Prager and Charlie Kirk have to say. Uh, again, this uh, particular event, uh, 20th Anniversary Gala, supported by pro-life across America. Uh, we're continuing our discussion on local politics. Kind of a vacuum of leadership now in the Minnesota State Senate. Uh, as we alluded to, uh, you know, Michelle Benson made her announcement uh, this uh, past week that she was getting in uh, the governor's race and in an effort to uh, enhance his reputation as being incredibly politically tone deaf, Senate Majority Leader Paul Gazelka announced on the same day that he is stepping down as his post Senate Majority Leader, uh, fueling speculation that he is going to uh, get in the governor's race himself. Now, he also said he's not seeking reelection for his Minnesota Senate seat. So he's leaving leadership not seeking re-election for Senate seat. Hasn't officially announced he's going to run for governor, but uh, personally, I like Paul Gazelka. Very, very nice man. I've met him a few times in person. Been on the He's been on the show before. But his, his gubernatorial candidacy would be dead on arrival if he gets in this race. I'm just being honest with you, okay? Um, and particularly in light of the very tone-deaf and milquetoast response he gave to the scandal that has plagued the Republican Party of Minnesota. When he was straddling the fence in that response, you knew that he was probably thinking of getting in the governor's race, and sure enough, uh, he announced this past week, not not getting in the race yet, but that he's stepping down from his leadership post. So uh, can't say that I'm disappointed in that development, that he's stepping down from his leadership Definitely think we need more solid leadership to lead the Republican caucus. Hopefully they remain in the majority after the 2022 uh, election cycle. But given that Paul Gazelka was really the only Republican uh, negotiating in these last couple of budget cycles with Governor Walls and uh, DFL, uh, DFL or Melissa Hortman, who, of course, was a House speaker, uh, a lot of Republicans dissatisfied where he seemed to give up a lot of ground. And uh, we need definitely more effective leader. On the DFL side, Minority Leader Susan Kent is also stepping down from her post and is also not seeking re-election in her Senate district. Now, these districts could look a little different after early 2022, because remember, 2022 is a redistricting year. So we don't know what that Senate district is going to look like that uh, Susan Kent is leaving. 
Uh, but she represents, I forget the number, I think it's 53. The vast majority of her Senate district is Woodbury. And that has fallen into DFL hands over the last few election cycles. So her stepping down, that could possibly open this up for a strong Republican candidate. Who's to say? Uh, Mary Giuliani Stevens definitely gave her a tough run in 2020. And you remember when you when you pick leaders of your caucus, typically it's those who have safe legislative seats. Okay, and Susan Kent got quite the run for her money from former Woodbury Mayor Mary Giuliani Stevens in 2020. So perhaps she saw the writing was on the wall. Who's to say? I think it has a lot to do with the sexual harassment scandal that has plagued the DFL. Yeah, you haven't heard much about that because of the dumpster fire that has gone on at the state Republican Party. But there was a former uh, Minnesota Senate aide, uh, Cynthia Callis was her name. She came out, told her story about how she was uh, harassed for several months over late 2019 into 2020 by, um, let me get this person's name right, uh, Clay Schwartzwalter, who is the half-brother of State Senator Jason Isaacson, who's a DFLer out of Shoreview, and the Schwartzwalter, also the former campaign manager of Senate Minority Leader Susan Kent, now former Senate Minority Leader. Uh, And Collis's complaint, her allegation anyways, was that she reported this harassment over a Zoom call and... She didn't feel it was handled in a proper manner. And, of course, she felt intimidated working in Jason Isaacson's office because the Schwartzwalter was Isaacson's half-brother. And the excuse that someone in uh, Susan Kent's camp gave was, uh, let me see if I can find the quote. It's uh, kind of despicable if you uh, if you ask me. But basically, uh, someone said, hey, why isn't the uh, minority leader you know, of the caucus Uh, Why isn't she getting more involved? Because this was her campaign manager. And the quote uh, from a spokeswoman for Susan Kent said, well, what happens on the campaign side does not automatically transfer over to the official side. The Senate has their own policies and procedures that they need to follow around reports of sexual harassment. Um, How about being just a decent human being? And when you hear of somebody that is... Having a a, uh, crisis, i.e. being serially harassed by someone who works for your campaign? Isn't it just kind of the decent human thing to follow up on this, look into this, ensure that the proper channels are involved, or just basically have a discussion with this person you actually know? So, uh, Susan Kent, she may have saw the writing on the wall in her Senate district, but the way that this was handled... uh, she probably saw her leadership post definitely in jeopardy and perhaps even her Senate seat. So a uh, real opportunity uh, there for Republicans, no doubt, but um, never underestimate their ability to screw this up. I'll just leave it at that. Hour number one of the books, hour number two, coming back in mere moments with me, Brad Carlson, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back in a few. The United States has killed Osama bin Laden. Hours after that announcement, the White House leaked that it was SEAL Team 6 that carried out the operation. Al-Qaeda placed bounties on the heads of all Navy SEALs. Then, just three months later... Extortion went seven, requesting permission to take off. A U.S. Army helicopter carrying many from SEAL Team 6 and others entered the Tangy Valley. That's all flash. You see flash? Anybody out there? We have a fallen angel. A fallen angel. Roger. Extortion 17, the provocative new film telling the story of the largest loss of life in U.S. Special Forces history. Now playing on SalemNow.com. Questions quickly arise. Why did it take 17 minutes to fly a 10-minute mission? Was there black box on board? Every American should be taught about what happened in Extortion 17. What really happened? The SEAL Team 6, that dreadful night. Fallen Angel, Extortion 17. The story most Americans don't know. Watch exclusively at SalemNow.com. Joe didn't talk to a mattress firm sleep expert. And when hunger led him to the deli, junk sleep left his wallet at home. Oh, Leaving Joe checking every single pocket. No, no, uh... Twice. To the frustration of everyone in line. For the type of sleep that makes wallets unforgettable, head to Mattress Firm and unjunk your sleep today. I'm sure glad you're my sister, Addie. Yep, you're my best buddy. Mom says you were their little surprise. What would we do without you? 
Well, you'll probably get your own gum. Yeah, that's true, but you're worth it. Hello, my name is Carrie. I work with Pro-Life Across America, the billboard people. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives to abortion or needs post-abortion assistance or would like to support the life-saving work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or check us out online at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America, educational, non-political, and tax-deductible. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Pro-Life Across America, the Billboard people. Are you the principal or leader of a Christian or Catholic school? Would you like to fill the empty seats in your classrooms for no cash out of pocket? TwinCitiesTuitions.com would like to team up with you on our tuition program for first-year students. You'll be part of a marketing campaign to raise awareness about your school and gain new students for next year and beyond. Again, at no cash investment for your school. Get details by logging on to TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Celebrating two decades on... Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.